Recording. Go. You're not gonna clap. No. Okay. Hey, welcome back to our podcast. Um, I'm Joe. And I'm Carla. And this is Anything Goes. And uh, so we're so glad to be live. And what I mean by live, sweetheart, is that people are updated. You know, right. we're not releasing canned stuff. And yeah. it's actually really fun to be part of the conversation Super with fun, people. Yeah. So for those of you who are new, you might want to check out our uh, Facebook group, Anything Goes with Joe and Carla. Uh, if you've enjoyed any of the conversations we've had on this podcast, you're going to see more of it there. Right. Except with more people. And um, it, it's, re- it's actually really fun, the responses we're mm-hmm. getting. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, uh, you, you some people have sent us messages on, on Instagram and Facebook. But if you really want to make sure we get it for this podcast, you could send a, an email to Joe and Carla podcast at gmail.com. Yep. So, sweetheart, we've got some emails. Mm-hmm. The first one is from Sancha Gabud. Mm-hmm. And her only email was relapse. Maybe the word you were looking for about the teeth that went yes, back to wrong alignments. Right. I've gotten a, a few um, messages on Instagram saying that the word is relapse. It's really oh, okay. So it's relapse. Thank you guys. Right. We have a few other emails that we'll get to in today's topic, but one that I wanted to uh, highlight was someone saying uh, from Venus Emma Marigmen. Just wanted to make sure this reaches you. Uh, just finished listening to episode two of the podcast, and she agrees with many of the points we made about uh, Chloe, and that there are so many greater K dramas out there. Agree. You know, this is a common thing. We would get messages from different people who have long been into K drama, mm-hmm. and they would tell us that Chloe is actually like nothing. Not, Not even the standard. Yeah, but, the, no. but they were saying that there are better ones out there, and they were recommending. They would give us lists and. We're going to get into it as soon as we find the time to watch those things. Yeah, yeah. So she said, uh, you will also love Descendants of the Sun. Right. This so common um, recommendations would be Descendants of the Sun, Secret Garden, mm-hmm. Hi Bye Mama, just because I'm a mom, I think. And I did start like uh, the first part of the first episode. I don't know why you were watching that. That yeah. would leave you crying for sure. I could I see know. already. Yeah, but uh, we'll see when we get to really finish it because, you know, I, I always have to watch after a 10-month-old, so yeah, I can't really do it in one sitting. Right, so we'll see. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep yeah, you posted. Yeah, but thank you. Thank you for your suggestions and just keep them coming. Right. Oh, so let's go now to what are you into? What are you into? Okay, so who goes first? You. Me, okay. So I'm into Thomas Keller. And uh, like I mentioned before, when I talked about Ken Burns, I have, um, I have the full axis of master class, mm-hmm. and he's one of the masters in ma- master class, and he's a chef. So, um, for those of you who know me, um, you pretty much know that I don't really like to cook, and I'm I'm really bad at the kitchen. So, this is a a new thing for me because Thomas Keller is a cook. Uh, I mean, a chef, and he teaches cooking in his master class. And what am I specifically into? Well, there are three things that I already learned just by watching a few episodes from Thomas Keller. And one is, there is what you call a drum sieve. Have you ever heard of that? No, I've never. But you showed it to me. That's the yeah. mashed potatoes thing. Right. Because I was I was thinking, Um. so he was, uh, the, the, the title of the episode is Pureed potatoes or something like that and i was like i was thinking why not teach mashed potatoes because he was teaching the basics okay time out so i've been seeing carla turn on masterclass on her ipad and just watching it binge watching it at night right when i thought she was really tired and that's so unique because you never watch cooking stuff yeah you only got into it after philip was born i would rather bake that that was my stand right like way before i would rather bake than cook but and now, so for her to be studying I don't how re- to run a kitchen yeah I, I don't i don't understand what what brought me to that but at least what i'm learning from the master class of thomas keller are like very well you didn't know them too because I would bring them up with you and you're, no, you you no. know a lot about cooking but you never heard of like these things. Like yep. what is a drum sieve? I, I'd and never seen that process I was before. telling him that um, the quality of our mashed potato at home would differ so 
greatly from like some like fancy restaurants, right? And you think that they they're they're just probably mashing it better or something. Then I realized that they what they would do is puree it, and they won't even use a blender to puree it. That's what I thought. Yeah. We would have to do to I know. mimic I th- that. I thought like to puree is to blend it in the blender. But what he uses is this drum sieve. So you've got the sieve in a, like a drum sort of shape thing. And then you just, what do you call that? Like scrape it? Scrape it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you don't even really mash it or you don't really. It looks like if you've ever silk screened a shirt. Yeah. It looks like that. So, so you have this blunt this rubber scraper right. to scrape the potatoes into the sieve mm-hmm. to make it super duper fine. Yeah. And then he he just, he puts so much air by adding and adding and folding and folding with the, with the butter that it becomes super, super fluffy. Look at you. I know. I know. I, 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 I wasn't like this before. You're watching more cooking stuff now than writing stuff or filmmaking <laughs> stuff. Like that's what you bought it for. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so that's one thing that I learned. I was telling Joseph that it really what ma- the difference is not only in like say skill or um, like quality of ingredients, but also in their um, method. Like you, they had instruments that you've never heard before, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a drum sieve, right? So this is why you'll never really get that kind of mashed potato. You know, at I can't home. wait till we get back home. And we can Experiment. apply yeah, yeah, and practice exactly. with these different things. So that that's one thing I learned. And there, there are two other things. One is he doesn't believe in measuring cups and measuring spoons. He doesn't think they exist? or No, he, he just doesn't think that we should use that. Okay. okay. He, he, he would rather have, um, like, say, a, a weighing scale like mm, for, for food. Yeah. And then he says that that's more we, accurate. We should buy that before I we do go have home. it for my coffee. Don't you want to get a different one for... Mm, yeah. I mean, like, we, we could. But anyway, he, that's what he says. Hmm. And the other thing... Wait, I kind of forgot. So I, I learned a lot from him. But yeah. So... Thomas was, Keller. Thomas Keller. Nice. So, you can find him on Masterclass. Mm-hmm. And I guess other So that's what also. I'm into. Super into for now. Nice. What about you? You know, I was thinking of what to share. So the first episode, I shared something about history. And I'm loving the book. Uh, it's exactly what I was looking for mm-hmm. uh, in, to get into deeper detail about the Mongols. In the second episode, I shared about a YouTube video and mm-hmm. I had lots of those to share as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then last week was food, uh, soup, and I had lots of those too. So I thought, uh, before I go into my deep well of food and media consumption, uh, uh, just to keep the variety... I'm really into this book I'm reading called The Leader's Journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I even suggested to you that this could be a podcast episode right. one day. Um, yeah, you know, the funny thing is when you're into something, you always think that it's a podcast topic. And me? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, that is so off. I have off not brand. I have not recommended <laughs> Mongols to be a podcast topic. Yet. Well, no, they should be. Not, Honestly, not really Mongols, <laughs> but you kind of overshoot sometimes. It's like I, I'm not gonna talk to you about that on the podcast. Now, seriously, let me Okay, okay. all right. So the leader's journey is it it's a book specifically for church leadership, but it uses a school of thought called uh, family systems theory. And okay. family systems theory, and you've seen how this has changed me uh, as, as a person, you know, after talking about it with, with Seth and Pastor Greg, that the idea is that we are affected by one another. And instead of trying to control each other, because nothing can change another person, like I can't change you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in mm-hmm. our topic today, we'll get to how I've tried and it never works out well, mm-hmm. you know, because we n- no human being can change another human being. Right. That's up to the Holy Spirit in that person for them to change. Mm-hmm. So, given that I can't control you, the next temptation is to distance myself from you because I can't protect myself from you. Mm-hmm. And this uh, whole frame of thinking is basically encourages us to stay close. And what keeps us from staying close is the anxiety that develops. Is that you being however, or me being however, stresses you out. You want to break the relationship. Instead of thinking, that's Carla's problem. She makes me feel this way. We need to ask ourselves, why does her action or her words make me feel this way? Mm-hmm. And to go back to God and say, Lord, I don't want to keep feeling this way. Set me free from that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when he sets you free from that, besides all of the benefits of being free from sin and all the hang-ups that come with sin, is now I can relate freely with people and not be triggered by them. Right. And even though they do trigger me, I know, okay, I don't need them to shape up. I need to bring this to God. Yeah. And so it's just been really, really, really empowering. Yeah, and you know what's good about what you're saying is that the change is still within you. It's not, yes. I mean, like you're, someone is triggering you. Yep. But ultimately, the one who adjusts is you. Yeah. You, the one who is being triggered. Yep. And I, I find that good because um, in, in this day and age online, when you're triggered by something. Yeah. It feels like uh, you're wrong for triggering something, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I do get that. There are things that you know you say that would trigger other people, but then how do you completely control that? Yeah. Online, I mean, if you're gonna wait for everybody to change just so you don't get triggered, I don't think that'll happen. Right. So I'm not saying it's wrong to be triggered. It's just it's not gonna happen if you're expecting that to happen online. Right, and and that's what he describes as anxiety, where people are. Uh, stressed out, worried, fearful, even angry. Mm-hmm. And these are all symptoms of someone who's anxious and a system that's anxious. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's not about isolating one group or one person saying they're what's wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have to look at ourselves and say, how am I playing a part in causing them to, to do right, whatever that's wrong? Right, right. And not to, uh, what do you call that? Amputate them from your life or from society. But to say, okay, how can I change? How do I not get triggered by what they're doing? How right. do I keep my anxiety down? Then how do I decrease their anxiety? And then we can find a solution right. together. So mm. I super love it. Um, it's, Sounds like a good book, yeah. It's kind of like when you... I don't know what it is. Maybe for you, like when we watched Alice Waters and then you started seeing seasonality everywhere. You know, you learn something new and right, now everything right. you it's see... It's your framework. Right. right. Same thing with this. When you... Read it, then you realize... You see it everywhere. Yeah, like, oh gosh, I'm being anxious. Oh, that person's being anxious. You know what? I don't need to respond this way to that person. Right. I can be loving. And instead of making the problem worse, because they describe how when you're anxious, you make the problem worse with your solutions. You know, and we've seen that in, in with us, with parenting. Yeah. With our own families. I was going to say, parenting is like a highly anxious thing. <laughs> like it attracts... Yeah. Um, like a highly anxious kind of behavior from you. Right, right. And so instead of reacting and making a rule or a harsh disciplinary measure or speaking words over your kids that you don't want to uh, really stand by for the rest of their lives, you realize, wait, I'm just anxious. Right. Find a different way to process this and then respond in a better way. All right, that's it. So what's our topic for today, sweetheart? Okay, the topic for today is very interesting. So many people, well, so many single people... And Always married. ask us about this yeah. and also married people. So we're going to talk about marriage Yeah, because marriage is an important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we could start with a kind of a prompt that I gave my friends before. I asked them, what, how, what, how did you view marriage when you were a kid? How did it change as you were getting older? And how has it changed ultimately now that you're married? And right. so you want to go answer that first? You know, um, from a very young age, my mom and dad uh, really got it into our heads that marriage is a beautiful and serious thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't something that they discouraged us about to say like, oh, you shouldn't get married. You're going to be single forever. But neither did they, were they flippant about it. They right. were all about. So I personally feel like I had the right view of it, but it was mm-hmm, more like, mm-hmm. Like climbing a mountain, like from a distance, I could see the mountain. Okay, that's the mountain. And then you get closer and you're like, oh, wow, that's the mountain. You know, mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. really see so much more right. of it. And then while now we're climbing the mountain and it's so much heavier. Mm-hmm. So even though you had the right general idea, that doesn't mean... It's still different when you're in the real thing. Right. I felt like I had the right general idea, but the experience... you know. <laughs> Nothing yeah. beats experience. That's why when people ask me or or tell me that, you know, I can't get married because I'm not ready. And I'm like, but you're never ready yeah. for it. <laughs> so, well, what about okay. you? So for me, when I was a kid, I didn't really think much about it. I just thought of having babies. I mean, not not that, you know, I just wanted to be a mom, but more like I saw more of that from my mom to be a mother that I felt like to get married is just a way of having children. Not, re- I don't think I was conscious about that 
being the way that I viewed marriage. But at least looking back, mm -hmm. I thought more of that. Mm -hmm. And then as I was getting older, of course, you'll get attracted to boys and you eventually want to marry someone just for the companionship. But it's still not deep enough. Mm -hmm. It's just really all about you. And then when I got saved and I met the Lord and I, I was discipled in church, it began to change drastically, dramatically that marriage is not, um, it's not just about falling in love. It's really about a decision and it's a commitment to stay and it's a covenant. It's as serious as that, as serious as a covenant, the covenant of God with his people is like marriage for you. Yeah. So it's that deep yeah. and that profound. And so it, but again, it's not the real thing. Then you get to the real thing after marriage. Well, not really after marriage. While, well, now I'm married, right? And after that, well, the wedding and ha after having like a few years of being with you, it's just really, you can't have one podcast and explain what marriage is all about. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's not enough. It's just, it's just a whole lot of things in one. But I would have to say that it's, it's an amazing, amazing journey to take on with somebody who's, who's on the same page with you. I think it's a lot like climbing a mountain, you know. So remember when we have friends who don't like climbing and then we tell, the, then they ask us, like, why would you do that? Right. Like, what is, like, I could exactly. look at that yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you think, yeah, but one, the view is amazing, hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, when you get there. But secondly, just looking at the picture doesn't capture the feeling of looking at the view live and having been through all of that right, together. Right, right, So right. all that pain and hardship and and discomfort and even like like wounds that you or injuries you might sustain along the way, they add to it. Eh? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. Was that you who said that um, you actually remember, like not really the worst parts more, but like the ones that have challenged you the most? And and it is true. Like when we climb, we've climbed several mountains. Right. Like we keep going back to Bulusan. Keep, yeah, we keep going back to the one where you got a lot of like that was horrible slashes on your legs and your face just because you wouldn't wear the correct <laughs> thing. And then they were like, "What do you call that?" But parang those tall grasses that are talahib. really really, really sharp. So, yun uh, parang feeling ko. It's like that. You remember more. Of those times where you actually had to, sh where you had to share a laugh, right? And you because, like you said, you're like, with someone. Yes. What was that quote that uh, that you keep sharing every time we speak? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About um, the people who think they're gonna be good at marriage. No, I don't know. Ah, well, I, I, I just really, really love this quote from Tim Keller. So if you guys are um looking for a good book on marriage, yeah. What is that again? Ma the Meaning of Marriage. The Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller. And that book is awesome. So one of the quotes that I always would use every time we are invited to talk about marriage is from that book. And it says, um, ever since I married my wife, she has been with 10 different men and all of them were me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if how you much guys, he had changed. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys really got that, but what he meant was in that relationship, in however long it took for them to 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 get to that point where he had to change like ten times. I mean that that's essentially what you get in marriage, right? A, a person who is constantly changing, right, while staying committed in a relationship and saying I won't leave you. Right. And I will not change my commitment because I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't change my feelings because feelings change. Mm -hmm. And that that is why marriage is not all about feelings. Right. And I think that's our goal in this podcast similar mm -hmm. to what uh, uh, that book was about where it was a, an accurate and beautiful but, but not a sugar-coated view of marriage mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for people who are married to treasure what we have and for people who are single to know what it is so they can decide for themselves whether or not it's God's will for them to get married um, how they feel about it and also 
to have a, a, a view of, of God uh, mm-hmm. through the lens of marriage. And that's what I liked about the book because it wasn't saying everybody should get married. He was saying it's, like, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. But even if you don't, it's not like you're missing out on God's plan for your life. Right. Which is what I, I we super agree with. Um, and what I like about what you're saying is that It differs completely from what the world thinks. Well, not really the world, but we've been used to that kind of idea that marriage is supposed to fulfill right. um, just a single person's um, desires, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you wanted whatever you wanted, you wanted a husband, you wanted a lover, you wanted a, a companion. It's not just about that. Right. It's really more than just being together. Right. And you know what, what? What's nice about having an accurate picture is it 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 uh, manages our expectations, and it allows us to to have eyes open. You're right. To choose well, I mean that that's why I chose you, because um, despite our personality differences, knowing what marriage would require, and seeing you, I thought this girl, it's gonna be amazing being married to her. Yeah. It's not because uh, oh it's gonna be comfortable. It's because it's not about that. Mm-hmm. You know, now if now if marriage was more about comfort and ease of life, then okay maybe we would I would have looked right. somewhere else. But knowing that it was like climbing a mountain. Yeah, knowing... good you mentioned that because now I remember there was this quote that I saw from a magazine. I think that's what you were referring to. That's the one. To. Yeah, go. The one where I don't really. It's not verbatim, but it's something like. Ay, wag na, wag na. Almost <laughs> do you. Nalala mo ba? Then. But it was something like... Handang handa yung podcaster eh. Ano nga ba yun? Basta meron yun eh. Basta it was something like na parang almost everyone in the world knows that you need to work hard yeah. for you to be successful no at something. No one assumes they'll be naturally good at something difficult. Yeah. Right off the bat. Right. Something like that. Except and in marriage. Except in marriage. And... What, what what the quote was essentially saying is that um, it takes hard work yeah. to actually be well quote unquote successful in marriage mm-hmm. because I don't want I don't want to call this like a career or like treat this as a career where I get to be successful or not but it's more like for you to flourish in marriage for you to actually have a good marriage it's not a walk in the park right. or it is it's a walk in the Jurassic Park oh the I love that joke that's good that's good. Yeah, no, but seriously, like you need hard work, and that's that's why he was saying that that's the reason why he chose me because mahatalaga ako hard worker. Yeah. No, but seriously, like we were when we were dating, that's yeah. kind of what we were checking out about each other. Like Parang how ano, you know, it's like buying a, how far will this guy go? A beast of burden or something like oh, good hooves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I mean. When you enter, when you're about to enter into something so serious, as serious as a covenant, I mean, you wanna do feasibility studies, naman, no? Yeah, <laughs> and and it depends on what you're after. Mm-hmm. So I I often explain this to the young men this way, like it's like sports, you know, like I ask them, like if you were to draft an NBA team, I'm sorry, I'm speaking another language now, okay. but if you were to draft an NBA team, who would you choose? Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting. And I'll say, look, you can choose from any player throughout all of history. And whoever they choose uh, gives me an indication of what kind of team they want to build. You mm-hmm. know, if they b- choose uh, Antetokounmpo, then, oh, they build even a strong center. Or they choose Harden, oh, they want a, a, a scorer. Or they'll choose LeBron and they'll say, oh, a good all-around player. But whatever person they chose tells you what they think the game of basketball is right. and what's important do right. i need an import a big man do i need a scorer do i need an all-around player and i say it's the same thing that's because you know the game of basketball mm-hmm. and that's why you can say this is the kind of player i need to build my team around marriage is like that but what is the sport what is the sport that we're trying to play what am i drafting carla for that's what we need to consider and ask ourselves Um, I like the quote my mom told me that she said her dad told her uh, when she got married. You know, you know, you know this. Marriage is like right. building a house with no fire exits. Mm-hmm. You better put out the fires before they get too big. So that's when you see even in the Bible when people ask Jesus about marriage, he goes back to the picture of the first marriage and he says, "Look, what did my father mean this for? God meant for this." To be till death do them part. Right. That's the that's the thing. So once we know that, oh, 
if I'm going to be stuck with this person for the rest of my life and cherish and love and support and be supported and cherished and loved by this person for the rest of my life, that kind of uh, narrows your choices. <laughs> I know. I mean, you can have a lot of crushes, but not all of those crushes you'd like to end up with for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, you could end up with them for a few months, but not for the rest of your life. I think it's a great thing to consider that when you say for the rest of your life, you really know what that means. Mm -hmm. And I often say this to a lot of my single friends who are like so gung-ho on getting together with someone or, or really praying to be married this year. I'm like, you know, I've always said this as a single person that I would rather end up single and maybe, I don't know, I, I doubt it, but let's just say if I get lonely, then I get lonely. Instead of marrying someone that I would find to be a big mistake for the rest of my life. Right. You don't want to get married to a mistake and then live with that mistake for all of your life, right? Yeah, and we touch on a, uh, a tricky part, theologically, mm -hmm. uh, with that logic. And 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 uh, anything goes to the dito, mm. right? So, so I'm, I'm going to say this, and I don't say this, it depends who I'm talking to. Right. If I'm talking to a single person, I would say, look, you don't want to make a wrong decision. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. If I'm talking to a married person... I agree. There are no wrong decisions anymore. Right. Because then that becomes an excuse. I married the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's at that point that we have to go back and trust the sovereignty of God and say, Lord, but for whatever reason, I may have been in the wrong frame of mind. I know I was in the wrong frame of mind. I know we did it for all the wrong reasons. But for whatever reason, correct, you've caused us to be in this marriage together. So somehow, God, you got, you can make something beautiful out of yeah, this. Yeah, and what I always say, and, and I always qualify also naman when I talk to singles, that, I mean, look, you can end up with what you feel like is a wrong guy. Mm -hmm. But then you always have the grace of God. Right. Like God can do anything even though you've really, you feel like you've committed a mistake. Yeah. However, there are consequences. Yeah. And, and, and some people might feel like that's a cop out where it's like, oh, I thought it was a bad idea but there's grace papala. Mm. That's what grace is. That's what the grace of God is. It's not a cop out. It's just how God works. Right. And, and, because I remember uh, talking with some religious uh, people before and they were like, that's unfair. And then I had to ask, why is it unfair? Unfair mm -hmm. to who? Mm -hmm. Unfair to you? But and it turned out that's what it was. Because they were feeling like, here I am, saying no to the temptation, saying no to these people. And this person went ahead and did it. And then God's grace is going to catch them. I'm like, look, I hope you're not obeying God just so that you can somehow be in the front of the line when God's mm -hmm. doling out marriage licenses. Mm -hmm. You know? And you know, I think you touch touch on the heart of the problem for me, huh? personally, that marriage is supposed to be, again, we go back to something for you. Mm, it's something for you to keep. It's something for you to have. It's something to fulfill what you need. It's like the most painful episode. When sometimes. marriage really is all about the giving up of oneself. Yeah. It's the dying to yourself. So you could be one with another. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that changed when we got married and we've, you know, been together for like the past 10 years. And it's a whole lot of dying to ourselves. I mean, just to get the ball rolling, <laughs> you have to just say, I, I can't really do this. Something that I really, really, really like right now because I would rather prioritize my marriage, the health of my marriage and of my family. Right. And... You don't realize, like I didn't realize, here's the mountain thing again. I didn't realize just how much uh, stuff I would have to die to. Yeah. Did you? I mean, like we both knew that was part of... That's part of the deal, yeah. The deal. Okay, you're going to get married, you're going to die to yourself. And we're like, yep, we got it. We know how to die to ourselves. But then when you're there, you just have a hard time dying. It's like when you work out <laughs> and you hurt in muscles you didn't know you had. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's an unfamiliar workout. Like right. like if you ice skate, you know, it's like you could be a strong runner, but when you ice skate, you're like, what happened to my legs? Where did these muscles come from? And it's like that with marriage. You, you start hurting in things that you didn't realize were so important to you because you didn't have anybody to give them right. up for before that. Right. Let's so... do a few of those. Um, family history. How is that hard to give up? 
family history. Okay, so one of our like biggest fights before was like just the fact that we didn't do vacations the same way. Yeah. Because his family did it one way and we did it another. In a bad way. And <laughs> considers it bad. I don't. And he, I consider... Well, I don't naman consider yours bad. Because no. it's not. Mm. <laughs> Self-assurance. Confidence. 100% pure confidence yung asawa ko. But, um, yeah. So, and it really... We really had a hard time with that. Huh? Yeah. Because we're just so different and... You were so unaccepting of our ways. <laughs> and you eventually... Uh, Look, okay, okay. Um, Carla comes from a big family. And um, I come from a... It's not even a small family. From a normal family. <laughs> <laughs> and so our family, when we go on vacations, everybody has personal space and personal time. Uh, and and we do stuff together. We like to do stuff together, but a reasonable amount. Kami kasi, iba. We like to do stuff together all the time. And if possible, we could sleep in just one gigantic bed for the night because we don't want to ever be away from each I other. I felt like your favorite like recent trip was the one we took to Ilocos because we were in one bus. And you all were in the same bus. And I felt like your whole family was just happy that yeah, we, we're all we, in the we same are that vehicle. Type. And there are many Filipino families that are that way. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and the point is, I'm not... Here's the thing. So many things are not like a right or wrong category, but you just have to decide. Right. And I think that was what I would do often. And, and I think I might have infected you with that. Like, we would try to get the, mor <laughs> the moral upper hand to mm. be like, why is my way or your way Correct. more right? And I think it's a dangerous way to think, eh? lalo na in marriage, because so many things are not right or wrong categories, but more like, we just gotta choose one way, because that's what about, well, that's what being one is all about. And it is, there are, there is a right and wrong, but you in can't some, use yeah. right and wrong to stop the process of dying to self, eh? Right. Where that's not what's being called for. It's not a right answer that's being called for a Bible verse or a principle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's you sucking it up, Joe, and being on that bus for 12 hours to Baguio because your in-laws want to be in Baguio during Holy Week. So, True story. True story. That wasn't wrong of them. Yeah. It was, it's just me needing to die to right. myself. And I remember Pastor Pao, because I called him about that and I said, how can I convince this girl that this is such a dumb idea? That's that's mm -hmm. how I felt. And he, he basically asked me the question. It sounded like, you know, Naaman's servant. Mm -hmm. You know, when he said, look, if, if, if Elisha had told you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? Mm -hmm. How much more mm -hmm. just take a bath in the muddy Jordan River? Right. You know, so when he told me like, don't you just want to make Carla happy? Yes. But she won't be happy <laughs> if she goes there. He goes, how do you know that? Mm -hmm. What if it would make her happy for you to be in traffic together? And that's what really clicked for me. Like, that would make her happy <laughs> to be stuck in Because you've got your own mindset. You've got your own, and we were talking about family histories. And um, that plays a lot into the whole marriage thing because that's been your way of life for right, the longest right. so time. So you can't imagine. Yeah, you can't imagine any other way of being except for the one that you grew up in. And finally, you get together with somebody who's like completely... Like, <laughs> like, did I marry a stranger? Because I, I, I don't know anybody who would do vacations this way. I didn't think it was a stranger. I just thought, this is so wrong. Yeah. This okay. is so oh, inefficient. Mas oh, diba? <laughs> Kala niya talaga mali ako. But, yeah. But I, I mean, love that bus trip. You know, I, I remember it took us 12 hours to get from Manila to Baguio because it was Holy Week and they were working on the roads. Right. And so we were stopped in front of one hospital in Pangasinan for two hours like stop like stop we could have gotten down and and eaten at the restaurant but no but we didn't and i loved that um we just made the most of it mm -hmm. so we had our devices charged mm -hmm. we watched videos mm -hmm. we talked to each other we listened to music Sobrang life changing in sa kanya. Sa akin, parang one of those lang, pero sa kanya, life changing yes life changing to intentionally mm -hmm. choose the most inefficient way no but the point of it is ah, okay sorry what was the point the point of it is, <laughs> no one is inefficient. No one is efficient in love. 
<laughs> efficiency is not some is sometimes really not the most helpful thing right, right. when no, you want to show love it, to a person it was inefficient mm-hmm. but that it wasn't was. the most important factor correct right so, so family history apply that pa in many other things in life and but, that's like a minor example we've got lots of others yeah because it goes deep like really the way that you were raised the way that you were parented and those are two different sets of parents actually um trying to raise two kids and you get to see them all especially when you start having children you're like okay so that's the way you were raised and this is the way i was raised and now who gets to really do the, the kind of raising that she or he believes in yeah you married couples out there uh you might want to share, comment, uh, email us. Or if you want to join right. the group, share it there. But what was the most seemingly innocent family history fight you had? <laughs> like, you didn't even bother to ask that other people do it differently. Like, we've heard some really funny stories. And for the single people out there, um, you want to get a picture of marriage, talk to your married friends and ask them that question. And then you realize, gosh, do I really want to go through that with this person? The other thing about marriage that makes it tricky is uh, the fact that we have roles to play. Right. And we have to ask ourselves, again, like basketball, if I'm looking for someone to fill this team, what kind of player would I need to fill that role? And -hmm. honestly, for you, what really um, sold it for me, even though there were a lot of personality differences and, and career differences and challenges. I mean, people in my life were telling me, you know, think about her past, think about how that's going to come back to bite you and, and haunt her and all of these different things. Do you really want that in your life? What I really saw in you was a life of faith and conviction and a willingness to do what was right. It might take you a long time to convince you about what the right thing to do is. <laughs> <laughs> but once convinced... convinced About what? To be inefficient. <laughs> okay. But um, once convinced, you would do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the most, one of the most powerful things that, that, that commended you to me and gave me the confidence to be like, no, this girl's, it, 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 this is the right decision. This is a good decision. Ako naman, simple lang. Kasi ikaw, if you were looking for a team player who's like, that you can really work well with. Yeah, and, and someone and... who has faith in God eh. Of course. Who is submitted to God's Lordship. And you've got your own lists kasi of things that you're looking for in your team player. That was it. Submitted to God's Lordship and looks pretty when she sleeps. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm talking about the listeners out there. Oh, okay. They've Other got, people have their own lists. They have yeah. their own lists and um, you got to look for that, right? And for women, I guess, um, what I'm looking for is a really great leader because I believe in the Bible. Um, and the Bible says that women are to submit to their husbands. And I know that's like another topic in the making because right. I don't think we can cover the whole of that here. But right. um, it's as simple as this. Put it this way, no. When you get married, you're going to become one. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be one unit. You're going to be one team. Right. So there can't be two heads deciding for two different things for one mm-hmm. decision, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to choose a leader naturally. I mean, even if you're not married, if you're going to go in pairs, somebody just has to take the lead and somebody just has to say, okay, I'm going to follow you. Because if both of you are leading one another, I don't know where that's going to bring you. Right. I mean, you could change roles every now and then for if you're really not, like if you're just doing something, like you're doing an activity, you can change roles and say, you know, I'm better at this. And so you let me lead in this. And that's kind of what happens to us also. But ultimately and generally, if we talk about the Bible and how it, 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 um, it, um, commands marriage to look like it is the man who, who is a leader of the home. And so for me as a woman, I really specifically looked, for somebody that I can follow. Right. Because I'm somebody who... I, I don't really follow... Directions. <laughs> I don't just blindly follow people. Uh, yeah. I pick very well... <laughs> the people who so can... Comply <laughs> <laughs> somebody who can tell me what to do. Yeah. So it takes me a while. Like, like what you said earlier, 
it takes a whole lot of time for, for you to convince me that something is right. And so I also had to look into that. I mean, if I'm so hard to convince and if I'm so hard to lead, then I must get a really good leader. Also, the thing is, this is for the rest of my life. I'm going to be following this guy and I have to trust the leadership of this guy. And when you when you talk about leadership, then, you know, at least more or less, nakita mo na, nag, nag feasibility studies ka na nga, ano ba, palpak ba yung mga desisyon niya sa buhay? O okay ba yung mga desisyon niya sa buhay so far? Kasi, he's gonna be primarily re- leading you into those decisions once you're married. Right. And so, yeah. Just to qualify that for people who might wonder where that came from, uh, is this sexism? Is this nope. the patriarchy rearing its head? No, it's not that. And we understand why people would ask that because of there have been abuses. Mm-hmm. There have been abuses of, 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 of male leadership. There's also been abuses of of female, uh, uh, of ma- the matriarchy in, in, right. in our country, where the, the wife or the mom would would undermine or, or would lord it over the rest of the family. So definitely, those kinds of things cause us to mistrust each other. Right. And that's why it's genius, the way the Apostle Paul described it in the Bible, where he said, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So even you, when you submit to me, it's not because I'm perfect and I get everything right, though... Close to it, but uh, but even if I get it wrong for the many times that I do, you're submitting to God and you're trusting God to change me in that area. Mm-hmm. And then, secondly, for the men, uh, for the husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church, not to say that oh, I'll only love her that way if she submits to me, but no, to love her unconditionally the way Jesus loves us. Right. So, really, and we heard this in a couple's retreat in Victory Katipuna last year, the horizontal issue we might have is really a vertical issue first. It goes back mm-hmm. to my relationship with God. Right. How much do you trust that God can actually work in the heart of your spouse? Yeah. Because uh, there is so much mistrust going on in a lot of our marriages that we just don't realize. Yeah. Na hindi, hindi na siguro kaya. Mga things like, hindi na kaya siguro magbago nito. I think that's more my tendency. Because of my control freakness. And my desire to plan and project. Well, you know, the funny thing is we're both arriving at the same conclusion, only with very different roots. Ikaw, anxiety, the wanting to control. Me naman is like more of like, I don't want to cause any more harm. Uh, harm or like, I don't want to cause issues anymore. So let's just think that if even if it doesn't change, it's just going to be okay. We'll cope with um, whatever's there, even if it's really not the ideal thing for our marriage. And like you said, anxiety, both of those are reflections of an unbelief that God will still change things. Yes. So, and, you know, wait, because I just thought, we've been talking about how hard it is and how, you know, we, you got to give up yourself. And all, all those are true. However, it's also a very beautiful thing. I just don't want to discourage um, the single people out there. Maybe they're listening to it na parang Ayoko na, ayoko na oh no, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Like, so much of, diba nga, let's go back to the Tim Keller quote that I said. The, uh, she's been with 10 different men and all of them were me. And a part of the change that happens in your life is really brought about by the, the union that you have. Right. Like, by having that person, I don't know if I would have changed into the like the better parts of me if not for my husband i mean if not for this marriage you're welcome <laughs> diba i mean like god really uses each other because for your sanctification i agree and i same sentiments and i think a lot of the people i've worked with have thanked you over the years <laughs> i know right <laughs> Especially the ones who knew me, who knew me as a, as a single person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I think the best, um, the best parts of me right now that you see are were really called out in the duration of our marriage in the last ten years long. Like even me as a leader and all, I I used to not believe that I could lead and all that. I won't even do a podcast. <laughs> I won't even talk or speak or anything if not for my husband. And I'm not saying that I'm the best at it, but 
you really continue to push me to discover more of what God has put in my life and to be a good steward of it. I'm learning how to push well. Because sometimes I'm pushed or you. or I'm learning. You're learning to not to be to not be so pushy. Yeah, to push without <laughs> being pushy. <laughs> oh, medyo mahirap din ano. Sometimes it's been like a good uh, nudge. It's totally the Holy Spirit. So just think, and sometimes it's been like with a whip, you know, like get the leading. Sige, so kung you're gusto better than this. Ano? Kung gusto niyo makaimagine ng isang good marriage, think about it as a relationship with your boss and um, not not really like you have a romantic relationship but the dy- the working dynamics what are you saying <laughs> no, i'm just saying uh, think of, of like think of the best boss that you've ever had and how that person or that boss is able to collaborate with you at least for work not not romantic the working side okay the working dynamic of it and how he, how well he is able to lead you and how well he is able to call out certain giftings in you because of his leadership because there are bosses like that yeah there are amazing leaders like that and if yeah. you encounter if you've encountered one in your life you'd want to have the same kind of thing in your marriage working like that not not the you don't have a romantic relationship with your boss however that that dynamic of just that person leading you well. Yeah. I think I love that description. I I, I think <laughs> you saved it. Naman. Uh, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. Because you always laugh before I explain. Eh. <laughs> you said, imagine yeah. having a relationship with your boss. No, I said, imagine you a relationship with your boss. I wasn't even finished. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you always cut me off. That's part of his... What annoys me. He always cuts me off. Now, um... That doesn't mean, though, that the person comes across that way right from the beginning. Because if we think like great leaders, you know, then we might think uh, certain uh, great figures in history or people who gave great speeches. And very often we'll think, well, that guy doesn't look like that, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, In fact, one of the people who emailed us asked that question and she said, I'm more of a driven, uh, go-getter person. And my the, the my fiance is admittedly more of a follower type. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? And I could honestly relate a little bit to that because between the two of us, you're more driven, and you're more ambitious, and you're more like achiever. Really? Yeah. Like you wake okay. up in the morning and you have stuff you want to do. Mm-hmm. I have stuff I need to do, and if I ah, don't, yeah, that's I'm happy to not do anything. And I get super annoyed when he just won't get up for like say grocery and you know that was on my list so I need to check well it was on her list but you have to tell me the night before that it's on the list because uh-huh. if, if you don't tell me then I'm no, not no sometimes I do but you still don't get up right away yeah that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> right so I think the couple of things there for people like that and, and I think one thing I love about what we're talking about sweetheart is I I believe there's some great single people out there who don't see some really quality people among them mm-hmm. because we're looking for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Like we're looking for like a hashtag goals relationship mm-hmm. instead of being someone who will partner with that person and love that person and see the best come out of that Agree. person. And this is why I don't like it when people say, I'm praying for a marriage like yours like or... Um, like, I'm praying for a man like Joseph or I'm, or I'm praying to be like you, a pastor's wife. It's like they're praying to be exactly like us. Yeah. Well, we while well, we appreciate the sentiment. We do. We do. It's and, just... Uh, it probably doesn't mean all of that, but it does hint at that. Right. And they, they, they feel like they have to be certain ways like me to just have like a, a great marriage or to have a... Like, just the fact that so many people are, and it's not about me. It's like they're praying to be a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. And they think that being a pastor's wife, I don't know what they think about it, but they just like the idea of being a pastor's wife. And I'm, I'm there thinking, but when you keep confining yourself to some ideas that you get from other people, right. you might actually limit yourself from getting the best that God has prepared for you. Right, because right. you're a totally different person. 
I mean, yeah, well and good if God really wants you to be a pastor's wife, but it's not about being a pastor's wife. It's about being the person or whatever your ideal is. Yeah, to be. Yeah, whatever your ideal is. Um, I I pray that you would just try to do away from that and lean more towards God. What kind of person are you calling me to be? And if you are going to be a wife, what kind of wife are you calling me to be? Right, and and for the men, uh, same thing because I I get to talk to a lot of single guys. And I'm gonna say this. Uh, I know we have mixed group listening to this, like some men, some women. For the women here, please don't use what I'm about to say next as a club or as a cudgel or even as like a a zinger to your single guy friends. That is one of the most hurtful. And in the same way that men shouldn't do what what Carla just said against the women. So for the men out there. I hope that this gives us, on one hand, open eyes to see that, oh, that's what I'm looking for. Because sometimes with unrealistic expectations of of what to look for in a spouse, and maybe that comes from too much social media, or even um, looking at the wrong things, you know, like like crushing so much on celebrities, or, or, or even looking at pornography and thinking, oh, okay, that's the kind of person I'm looking for. You're missing out on so much right. who are amazing people mm-hmm. who are in your life in your in your orbit in the church who who are really quality people who love God who know God and who are gonna uh, be transformed even more every right. day with the love of God like I honestly think sweetheart the past 10 years that we've been married like I think you look the best now nice. I know you don't feel that way but every time I look at you uh, sleeping I'm like gosh this girl's gorgeous and and it's not just because uh, of right genetics or whatever, but it's because we've you're looking at someone who has the life of God inside of her. Mm. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much of a supermodel she looks like now. If she doesn't have the life of God inside of her, you are gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hate that whole process. So for men, number one, open eyes. But secondly, uh, more grace on ourselves to think I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. I just need to have the Holy Spirit. I just need to be trusting God. I'm going to grow into it. Mm-hmm. So for that person emailing for her fiance, you might think you're just the follower type. And sure, you're not the rah-rah-rah, charge from the front, George Patton uh, type of person. Great. Don't be that way. But this person, your fiance, wants to be married to you. Mm-hmm. And she wants to submit to you. Mm-hmm. And she wants to believe in God's best in you. And so when you both trust that, it will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what's amazing, you know? Like, even yeah. with the two of us, people didn't know what Carla was doing when she married me. Um, I remember going to see people at, at the set, you know, in on that celebrity event when we were going out. And some people were so happy because they knew mm. you. Very few people were. Mm. A lot of people were just confused. Like, who is this guy? And what happened to Rika? Like, why? But it's the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. Both of you. That's going to make the difference. Right. And, you know, also, I, I just want to take the time to encourage... Um, the people out there, especially the single people or even married ones, we all, because you were talking about social media and I just remembered when you said that, uh, there are many examples because we, we follow a lot of people on our timelines. But, you know, even way before that, we have followed our own parents, mm. our own siblings, maybe our kapitbahas, mm-hmm. our cousins. And we've, we grew up thinking of, marriage a certain way this is why we asked what we asked in the in the beginning right, right and it's a good question a good prompt also to ask yourselves no how did you view marriage when you were a kid and as you were growing up and now in your in in your in your current state and condition in life whether you are married or still single how do you view it because this is largely affected by not only media but really personal histories right there are we are abundant with examples all around us that tell us ah ganito pala yung marriage hindi pala talaga magwo-work out to in the end if you come from say a broken home that you could end up thinking that way and so you're not very optimistic and you're not very positive or you're not even looking forward to marriage so i i i pray you would take account of that like really seek into your your personal history how do i understand marriage pa? and from what from where am I getting this kind of definition? Because that will truly inform your decision onwards. Right, right. So all of that to say, 
marriage is a amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful nothing thing. Nothing like it. <laughs> nothing to break you that way, but yeah. also nothing to fulfill you that way. Yeah. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to my Instagram, Joseph Bonifacio. I have a number of marriage memes mm-hmm. that might be helpful for and you. And you know, we feel like this podcast is too short to really cover so much. So if you wanna, if you want us to talk more about marriage, yeah. you can actually just set, shoot us an email and we'll see how we can go about maybe like a part two of this. Right. Yep. So. And if you want to contribute as well or request a topic. Right. Okay. Question so, and answer, sweetheart. Question and answer portion. So we have from Forever Thoughts. How do you manage discussing everything, especially when you are starting the relationship? Well, unang una madaldal kaming dalawa. So, <laughs> kita mo na. Kita mo na. Kaya may podcast kami, di ba? Oo nga eh. Walang magawa, di ba? Magdaldal lang kaya tayo sa internet. Yun yung, yun yung mindset nito. I think it helps uh, Forever Thoughts that um, we came into it with the right mindset. That either we're going to make this work or we won't. So there were definitely strong feelings. Uh, I was emotionally attracted to her. She's very physically attracted to me. And so for the two of us, we had to think, okay, how will this work beyond these attractions? And so we had to um, really eyes open. That's ni Carla kanina, feasibility study. Na nagtanungan talaga kami, kamusta ka ba dito? Kamusta ka ba sa ganyan? Mm-hmm. And so, um, for those of you who are in a relationship and you want to get there, or if maybe you're not in one, have the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not to say that we grilled each other and I'll only pursue her if she asks answers these things correctly. But the mindset is, I need to get to know a person. I don't need to just ask myself if I'm attracted or if she's attracted. That's already a given. But... Um, who is this person? Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about for the rest of our life, Mm-mm. I have a lot of questions I want to get to. Right. Um, for me, you know, when we were starting out, I think what I liked about us is that we did not dilly dally. We did not. Uh, we were not pakiute at all. Like we just really went straight ahead and asked each other. Eh, cute ka na eh. The heart nah. Uh-oh. So, I'm not cute. So, anyway, uh, we already Dashing. started asking. I, I think you you told me something about raising children on the second day, ba? I, I don't even. But I kind of like it, liked it because I felt like, oh, this guy's serious. And not even serious na. We know for sure that we were gonna get married on the second day of dating. Right. It's more of like we're sure to really make this time that we have together to be a purposeful one. Right. To really use it to get to know each other, our values. Because you know you can you can have the same faith, you can have the same everything on paper, but actually differ a lot of um on in a lot of things mm-hmm. underneath. Mm-hmm. Like your values can differ greatly, pala and. You know what? What do you what do you think? Na what do you know? Na yung ibang values niya pala hindi valuable sa yon right. and vice versa. And not, nothing wrong or right about that. Magkaiba lang kayo. But then those are very important kasi right, right. to consider in a marriage. And I liked it that even in the beginning, wala na hindi na kami pakiut pa or paligoy ligoy pa. We just went ahead and asked each other the things that were on our minds. Right. And um, please don't make us a peg. Uh, we're just giving you our example. Yeah, because you can't naman replicate the kind of people that we are in your lives because we're really different people. So right. you also have a very different level of relationship. And um, and we've heard from good friends that medyo extreme yung gin- ginawa natin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we're both kind of like that as a personality. Right. So nagmatch lang din talaga. Uh-oh. And I was thinking, uh, what if you, you were like that but then the guy isn't and it really doesn't do good for the guy that you were too forward. Right. And I'm not saying that to be forward is wrong. It's just that kanya-kanyang sayaw yan eh. Yes. May but, sayaw na alam yung magiging kadate mo at may sayaw ka rin na alam. Pero kailangan pareho kayo sa choreography nyo na take into account nyo yung ano ba yung kaya niyang tanggapin for the moment. Yeah. Just intentional in the dating. I think right. the two errors I've seen people make are um being too serious about things that don't matter 
like taking those things right. too seriously. Like, oh, I'll only date someone if he drives right, 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 a, right. A, a, a pickup truck. Parang, really? That's what matters to you? But at this, on the other hand, are people who don't take seriously enough the things that do matter. Mm-hmm. So those are the two pitfalls. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, you don't want too long a list where you're like, okay, well, what do you think about this movie? And what do you think about that artist? Mm-hmm. That's not necessary. But secondly, do not skimp on the critical things. Correct. Relationship with God so and other stuff like that. I agree with that. So let's move on to the next question. This is, well, we've got three, a set of three from Joe Karshlo. Okay. Jokar Shlo. Oh, okay. And we picked you because you have our nickname, Jokar. <laughs> Tips on how to be more articulate and to better express oneself in writing and in conversations. Do I read on to the next or do we sure. answer first? And the next one is tips on how one can be more productive, especially during the lockdown. And super last question, how do we develop a sharper and more creative mind? So first, More articulate, more productive, and more creative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Articulate, okay. I think, read. Read a lot and speak with people. So really, any language is four skills. And I want to thank Varsha Daswani for that. It's reading, it's writing, it's speaking. It's listening. Right. So those four things are what you want to practice. Practice telling stories, I think, to people. Mm. Practice telling stories. You know, okay, I'll, I'll go recommend this. Um, try to search up narration if, you, if you're thinking of um, articulation. Mm, good. Narration is a homeschooling method that was, um, I'm not sure if it's really Charlotte Mason who invented that. But or popularized it. Just, oh, oh. But just, um, go and search up narration because it's really a great backbone for good articulation. Mm-hmm. You would really learn how to speak and to tell stories confidently, um, uh, clearly, if you used that method a lot. So try that. Uh, I'm not going to explain anymore what that is. Just go uh, um, search it up on the internet because it's going to be too long if I... It's actually going to be one of my what are you into one of these days. Productive. You answer that. You're the one who's going to... Productive. Especially during the lockdown. So meron siyang certain context. Ako honestly talaga, pag hindi ako naligo, hindi ako productive for the day. I do not have that problem. Okay, so he doesn't have that problem. But for me personally... I don't even take a bath when there's no lockdown. <laughs> for me personally, and I'm so it really takes a decision to be productive because, you know, everything, all all around you, it's like, what can you do? Netflix, food, ngayong lockdown, di ba? So it really takes um, a super uh, strong resolve to say that I'm going to work today. So I think things that help, give yourself a schedule. Mm-hmm. Because if you really want to do Netflix, if you want to yeah. do other things, you have time naman for that. Eh. On yep. a normal office day, naman, meron ka namang oras na ganun. So, just replicate that at home just so you could be, um, you could really make sure that you are productive for the day. And if it helps you, get into the whole persona of a working person. Like for me, honestly, even if I'm not going anywhere, putting on a little bit of makeup, um, fixing my hair, putting on a good shirt, makes me feel like I'm up and running. So if that helps you find that, what is that for you that gets you to move and produce more and do that? Yeah, lists. Yeah, lists. I, I Yeah, I'm big on lists. If you, I, I hope you, you find joy in ticking off stuff on your list. If you have that, then yeah, you're going to be productive. Okay, and the last question is... Sharper and more creative mind. Sharper and more creative mind. I think one is... Like, input is one, but then banter is another. Like, really bantering or, like, exchanging of thoughts and ideas and uh, not only exchanging, but really challenging, being open to somebody else who would challenge your thoughts so you would be forced to articulate more than what you already know and to actually uh, learn how to defend your position or even change your position if you make a realization that your position is not that strong naman pala to begin with. Uh, I think those help for you to, to get sharper. I think this is a hard question to answer because people have different ways of getting there. Right. But I think for us, what's, what's common with me and Carla, number one, she said it already, input. We consume a lot. So we're not very original people. We just consume a lot. Yeah. We're always reading and, and, and talking with each other about what we've read. Mm-hmm. And so that adds to the the flavor of what we've consumed. So we consume a lot 
Secondly, we like to consume a variety. So it's not just a lot of something. Mm -hmm. So like we rarely read Christian books, to be mm -hmm. honest. Like mm -hmm. we'll read a Christian book, then an educational book, then a leadership book, then a history book, then a, like a comedy, you know, or a biography of somebody. Mm -hmm. And what happens is connections across different spheres of thinking begin to form. So right. that helps a lot um, mm -hmm. to have, to see, you know, like, to see cooking and then later she's gonna tell me something about do you know what that's what that mashed potato is has to do with the education of Philip and sometimes it's gonna be brilliant sometimes it's gonna be ridiculous but the the seeing things from a different perspective I think has a lot of creativity potential there mm -hmm. and then the third thing is the openness to discuss and really uh, uh, talk about it with each other she has a crazy idea let's talk about it mm -hmm. Uh, even this podcast was just one of a lot of crazy ideas we've had. Mm -hmm. A lot of those probably will not be done or executed, but we have an environment that lets we can talk about it. Pag-usapan natin and then okay, ganun na lang. Siguro so, last na lang on the creative, no. Uh, when we think creative, because we feel like these are people who have a lot of ideas, but idea is just one thing. Yeah. And that I, I kind of remember that because when you said podcast, we just said okay, I have an idea, podcast. And then we just went away and did it. Just do it, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Our That's baby's mommy. crying. We gotta go. So, here's That's the it. thing. Creativity, you have an idea, but then just go do it. All right. Add us up on Facebook. That's it for Joe and Kyle. Anything goes. Bye.